Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. Uh, My name is Melody Ferris Tucker. I am your host, and I am so, so grateful that you are here. So this morning, I am calling this podcast, Stop Questioning God's Most Prized Possession creation or possession. Let me tell you something this morning when God put this word on my heart, I was getting ready and doing my prayer time and all of that. And then I literally came downstairs, sat down to start reading over the word, um, finding my scriptures. And it was like, I got so sleepy Like Satan was just trying to attack. And I'm guessing that's because somebody needs to hear this today. Okay? And I want to start off by saying that this is about us questioning ourselves all the time. Instead of accepting who we are, who God has created us to be, Accepting our story proudly because our story was given to us for his glory. But we always question ourselves. And so I wanted the first verse I want to come out of, I want to come out of Genesis 1. Starting in verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. If you read back, okay, and God created all of these other things, you never hear the word blessed. Except here. In this part of creation, when he created you, he created me, he created Adam and Eve and Abraham and Moses and all these people that he created, it says he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So if his word says God blessed them, created them in his own image, why do we question his most prized creation? Why do we question ourselves every single day? Not one time have I ever, and I'm pretty sure that nobody does this, have I ever gone outside And watch the birds fly or the butterflies fly around or even the bees or whatever. And I have never questioned the birds. I've never questioned why they don't stay in trees or, you know, why are are baby birds, you know, scared to start flying out of the nest or I've never questioned that creation, So why do we question God's prized and blessed 
creation. Most often, we question our creation and we question ourselves and our story and our lives and you know our trauma and the mistakes that we've made and we question all of these things. But God created us. So when we when we when we doubt and have insecurities and we you know question ourselves and our abilities and our qualifications when we do these things it's insecurity but it's also the lack of belief that God created us in his image and blessed us most often it's insecurity around what other humans have said about you. It often stems from limiting beliefs that you were told as a child and you created a belief around these things and now you question yourself. Maybe you've had a bad relationship or a bad break or a job loss or a business loss or, you know, something has... Um, financial insecurities, whatever it is, right? But something happens in our lives and we create an insecurity around it and we begin to question the very creation of us. We question our abilities. We, we question our qualifications. We question our body type. We question our hair. We question our makeup. We question everything. We question whom God created and blessed. And I say this all the time that your story, your life was written in his book before you were created in your mother's wound. So if we in fact know this, why do we question his most prized possession? Why do we question um, the very thing that he made in his own image. And we do that based on scenarios and situations and people in our lives. And one very good example of that is Moses. Moses we know the story of Moses, right? Moses is, is, we learned this in Sunday school. But we know the story of Moses and we know that he was, you know, put on the Nile River. We know that, you know, he was raised um, by an Egyptian woman. We know that he killed someone. We know he was in the wilderness, right? But even though all of these things have happened, he still had a purpose, right? And we know that in our time, God does not very clearly come to us and give us 100% of the plan because we are, we are supposed to trust and have faith and believe that God is moving in our lives. If we were to have the whole plan, we would be like Moses, 
And we would find every reason of why we could not fulfill the the mission or the destiny or the vision or the calling in which God had given us. We see in Exodus uh, 3 that when God comes to Moses, we see that he is questioning everything. But we see that God is laying out the plan for him. I will help you. I will be there. You know, he's he's showing him. Um, he says, you know, who should I tell them that sent me? And he says, I am has sent me to you, is what he was supposed to be saying to the Egyptians, to the Pharaoh. Right? He tells him, uh, Moses in, in chapter four goes down to tell him, well, I cannot speak well right? What if these people don't believe me? God is laying out the plan for Moses, but he doesn't do that for us. But even though the plan was laid out in front of him, Moses was still questioning just as we do, right? Moses is questioning his ability to speak. He's questioning that people will not uh, listen to him, which that would be a very big um, issue of insecurity, right? Because he was insecure about his past. He was insecure about the mistakes that he made. But just as you and I have made many, many mistakes in our lives, and we are less than perfect, and but God has a perfectly imperfect plan, calling, and vision for our lives. But we have allowed other humans to dictate our security within ourselves and within our creation and with, uh, within our mistakes and our addictions and, and our homelessness. We have allowed other people that who were created just like us from the same God whom are insecure who have also made mistakes, who have also had, you know, um, uh, feelings of being disqualified to do what God has called them to do. We allow those people, because we see them as farther along, we see them as better than us, we see them as, oh, they've never made that mistake, oh, that they have more faith, or oh, they believe more, dictate the calling in which God has placed on our lives. Can I tell you that I have done training with people who are multimillionaires, who are millionaires, who have multiple businesses, who, you know, are the biggest names in network marketing, um, who uh, I, I did a training with um, Jamie Learn, uh, uh, Lima, and she is the founder of It Cosmetics, and um, which sold her business for over a billion dollars, okay? So, so when I tell you that all of these people, no matter where their financial status or their careers or anything, all of them will tell you that we all have one thing in common, is that the insecurity never goes away. The fear never goes away. You just learn to feel the fear and do it anyways. You learn to have a sense of resistance when it comes to other people trying to place insecurities in you and on your life. 
in our world and our social media is full of people with lots of opinions. Lots of opinions. Right? Most of which don't usually have profile pictures or they don't post videos. All they do is troll people's social media talking negatively about them. In fact, my husband's been doing reels lately, right? On Facebook. And um, he's getting a lot of views, right? He's getting a lot of views. He's getting a lot of positive comments, right? So I think there was like over 100 comments, right? All of them was like, amen, thank you. I needed that. There was this one person, one person who said, oh, all those rings, right? Questioning his calling, questioning his uh, belief in God or in ministry or based on his jewelry and his gold teeth. Questioning his calling and anointing for on on in the things that he does and all he was doing was speaking a positive message about God. But there was that one person that could not help themselves and had to give their opinion. And I can almost probably assure you is a woman that goes to church every Sunday and is holier than thou, but is the biggest judger of another human being. We live in a world that is full of other people who are insecure that are placing that insecurity on you and on me and on my husband and on everybody around them because they are full of fear, imposter syndrome. They feel as if they're disqualified. Just as Moses did. Just as you do. Some of us choose not to project those things onto other people, but some people have yet to not be healed or in a healing process or understand the harm that they can do to people when they project those types of judgments and opinions on people. But Moses said, I, I, I can't do this. They're not going to believe me. What, what, it, what, what are they going to do? Like, what do I show them or tell them when they don't believe me? And he said, what is in your hand? What, what is in your hand? And he had a staff. Right? He, he had a staff in his hand. He said, throw it on the ground. It turns into a snake. He said, grab by the tail, pick it up, and it turns back into a staff. Right? They said, if, well, what if they still don't believe me? Well, then go to the river and take a bucket of water and it's going to turn into blood. But they're going to believe you and I'm going to be with you the entire time. I have created a community for you to help you. I have sent someone with you to speak because he speaks better than you do. And God is laying out the plan for Moses. But Moses still is insecure about his own abilities and his own calling. Just as you are, just as I struggle still some days with uh, the calling, 
right? And and the anointing. And what do I say in our is, is today going to be the podcast where people start judging me? Is today going to be the day that uh, I get a really bad comment on TikTok? Is, is I still do. 200 and almost 40 episodes in. I still sit at this table every morning and say, am I going to say the right thing? The thing is, is that God is, is, and it says it very clearly here, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? We know that Abraham was a strong man of God, and we know that Isaac was his son, right? But who was Jacob? Jacob was the, the guy that stole his brother's birthright, so what does this tell us by these three? He, I am the um, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he also goes on to say that um, that I have paid close attention to you and what has been done to you in Egypt. Listen, God is paying attention to you. But what he's saying here, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I want you to pay attention to this because this is important. Abraham's a man of God. Jacob is his son, right? I mean, not Jacob, but Isaac is his son. And what is Jacob? He's a thief. He, he is, is jealous, right? He was jealous of his brother. He wanted to take over. He didn't want to he didn't want to live out the calling that God has placed on his life. He wanted to make sure that he could have someone else's calling, right? He could he could build that life instead of the life that he was given as most of us. But but it shows you in this that good or bad he is still your God. He is still the God that created you. He is still the God that wrote your story in his book before he formed you in your mother's wound. He's the one that knew your testimony before you even began to live it out. So why do we still question the creation? Why do we still question, is is God with me? Is he listening to me? Am I worthy enough? Is, is, is his grace sufficient for me? Um, is he going to show me mercy because of my mistakes? We say all of these things. But can I tell you one big mistake that we make? Is we always say, I'm waiting on God. I am waiting on God. God is made strong in our weakness, but God is not going to do for you something that you can do for yourself. Meaning, you have to take a step. When you fall down, you have to physically get back up. Not question, oh, well, he's not, he's not listening to me. When is this going to be over? Why does this always happen to me? We begin to play a victim. Instead of learning to be a victor. Because God has promised victory. God has promised abundance. But we live in this victim mentality. Questioning the prized creation of God. Which is you.
which is me. You have to get up. You have to quit questioning every single thing in your life and say, you know what? This is happening to me and not, this is happening for me and not to me. Yes, one door closed, but you know what? There's already another door waiting for me, but I have to get up. I cannot stay here and just sit in this. I have to get up. God is not going to send you this radical miracle when you won't even get up. He's not going to say, okay, here is a million dollars in your bank account just because you're going through something. No, you're going through something because God is trying to show you something. You're going through something because there's something that you need to learn in this season. He's, you're going through something because he's trying to push you into something better. He's trying to level you up. He's trying to say, you know what? I've got you, but trust me. But instead, we're like Moses and we question and we want the whole entire plan. And just like Moses, if he was to give us the whole entire plan, we would have a thousand questions and a thousand reasons why we still couldn't do it. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but you have got to stop questioning every single thing that happens in your life. Can you switch the light switch on and say, today I'm going to say, you know what? I don't understand this and I'm very insecure in myself as a human being, but I can trust and believe that God, when he created me, he blessed me. He says that I will be fruitful and I will multiply. God is not going to give us the plan. If he laid it all out for us and wrote it all down for us, we would still question. We would still have insecurity. We would still have imposter syndrome. We would still have all these questions as to why we cannot follow the plan. So he says, have faith and believe. Because I am your creator. And it doesn't matter what other people say about you. It doesn't matter the opinions of others. It, what matters is the fact that you will get up and keep pushing. That you will get up and trust me in this season. Because there's something in this season. But as long as you refuse to, to look farther than today... If you refuse to identify your responsibility in your own life, if you refuse to commit to showing up for your own life, God cannot do that for you. He cannot pick you up by the back of your shirt and say, get up and start walking. Get up and go do this. Get up and believe. He cannot do that because it clearly says in the Bible, if you take one step, God's going to take two. So what steps are you not taking today because of your insecurity? What steps are you not taking today to move you closer into the vision and the calling and the anointing in which God has on your life? What insecurities have you been holding on to? What insecurities has someone placed upon you that you have carried around and created a limiting belief around? 
because just as Moses, right? He felt unqualified. He didn't feel like he could do what God had called him to do. I don't speak well. They're not going to believe me. Look, look at my past record. But Moses went on to do miraculous things. He went on to lead people through the wilderness. And do you not think, do you remember the time when he said, when, when he was like, take this away from me? Like, I don't want to do this. I didn't give birth to these people, right? He's like, I don't want this responsibility. But he had to continue on anyways, because there was something on the other side of that. I mean, God parted the Red Sea. He, he did these miraculous things, but there were stumbling blocks along the way. He too had people that did not believe and questioned and worshiped idols and complained and did all the things. But you are a Moses. You have made mistakes. You've gotten off path. You've, you've, you've done some things that you're not proud of. We just went through Easter Sunday. What is the point that Jesus died on the cross so that you could be free? And you question Every single situation in your life. Oh, when this happens, I'll be happy. When this happens, I'll be happy. When my finances are clear, I'll be happy. When I have a new job, I'll be happy. When my business hits, you know, a million dollars, I'll be happy. No. You be happy now. You be grateful now. You have faith now. You believe now. Because you've been questioning yourselves for so many years that you are now believing every single negative thought that you have thought about yourself for the last 10 years. And now we walk into this victim mentality. Because we, we know for a fact that God's been trying to do something in our lives and we're not listening. So then he shakes us up a little bit, brings up all the insecurities, brings up all the lack of faith, brings up all the lack of belief, brings up all the reasons why you're a victim, brings up all your commitment issues, brings up all of these things. When simply all he's trying to do is get you to move. To get you to step into the very thing you've been praying for, for two, three, four, and five years. What you're going through right now is something that most of us prayed for two years ago. That's the thing. We pray for things and when God puts us in a place to work a miracle in our life, we question the very thing that we just prayed for. We pray, pray for healing, wholeness, new jobs, new businesses. We pray for all of these things and we get them or we get into this, this middle part, right? Where we're not there yet, but we're not still in the same situation. And then we start saying, God, why are you not listening to me? 
Why, why, why is this happening? Why is this bad thing happening? You've got to get up. You have been down for too long. You have been questioning God's creation for too long. You have been questioning your abilities and your qualifications and your life and your finances and your job and your business. You've been questioning it for too long. It is time to get up. Shake off the victim mentality. Shake off the insecurities. Shake off the self-doubt. Shake off the negativity. And believe what God is saying. That when he created you, he blessed you. Your life may not look like you want it to look right now. But your life is not by mistake. Where you're at right now is not by mistake. Think about what you were praying about a year ago or two years ago or three years ago and and, and the situation that you're in right now. Is this just God shaking you up to get you to take a step forward? When he shakes us up, it's not so that we can take a step backwards or so that we can sit down where we are. It's he's shaking us up to get us to move. Right? Just like, um, just like an old standard car, right? If you can't get that thing to start, what do you do? You push that thing and it will start, right? And you pop that clutch and it's going to start. Sometimes God is giving us a little push to get us started. He's given us a push. He's shaken up our lives because he wants something better. He has instilled in you something better. He has ordained something for you better. And you have to step into this. This is all that you've been asking for. And this is a simple part in the middle. See, we get real happy at the beginning. We get real happy and real excited at the beginning. And and at the end, we're like, oh my gosh, he blessed us. He blessed me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But in that middle, when you feel like a door is closing and you don't see the next door and you feel like it's dark and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, we begin to question. It's time to stop living in the insecurities of yesterday. It's time to start, stop living in the mistakes of a year ago. It's time for you to understand what you were praying for a year ago or two years ago and say, God, is this just you shaking me up to get me to move to a new level? Is it just you because I prayed for this, but something seems like it's a little bit wrong and maybe it's just God shaking you up. You've been living in the insecurity. You've been living in the self-doubt and the self, and and you've been, and and at this point right now, you are self-sabotaging yourself. You are self-sabotaging because you think God's not hearing you or listening to you, but in fact, he is. But even if he was to lay out the plan for you, just as he did Moses, The insecurity wouldn't change. The questions, the excuses, the why I can't, they they wouldn't change because we're human. 
But in this season, what is it that's holding you back? What is it that's having you question your abilities, your qualifications, where God is trying to take you, where you are right now? What is that insecurity? What is making you question the most prized creation? The creation that he says, I bless them. Be fruitful, multiply, be of abundance. I have called you. This is what I want to tell you today. It's time to get up. It is time to stop living in the mentality that life is happening to you. And start believing that life is happening for you. Because the one who created you makes zero mistakes. We may make the mistakes. We may fall. We may sin. We may do a lot of things. But the one who created you makes no mistakes. And that means that you were not a mistake. That means that you were not supposed to have the insecurities that you have based on another human being's opinions and, and life and their thought processes. You were created by the one who does not make mistakes. And that means your life is not a mistake. Where you're at right now is not a mistake. Where God is taking you is not a mistake. Him shaking you up is not a mistake. Because as humans, we are comfortable. We get comfortable in our mess. We get comfortable in our insecurities. We get comfortable and I use the words all the time, stagnant and complacent, right? Because let's just Let's just use this as an example. Let's talk about a stream really quick, right? A stream or a creek is in constant flow, right? It's constant flow. And that's how God, in our prayer life, right? We pray and we believe and we have faith and, and, and our life is flowing. We're flowing with living water, right? But then something happens and that creek stops, right? It gets, you know, by rocks or... Um, or something obstructs, obstructs the flow of the water, right? This could be an addiction. This could be a divorce. This could be the loss of a business. This could be financial troubles or homelessness or whatever it looks like. Something stops the flow. Something stops the flow of the water. And what happens with water when you stop it and it sits? It gets stagnant, right? It's complacent because it's still, it's not moving anymore, but then it begins to get stagnant. And we see green algae, we see mosquitoes, we see things begin to infest the water because it is stagnant. 
It is, it is sitting in the same place. It's no longer flowing. And that's what happens in our lives. When something happens, that, that flow of life that we were intended to have gets, gets uh, clogged up, right? It stops. Something barricades it. And we sit in this in insecurity. Instead of trying to figure out how to get all of this stuff out so that the flow can continue, we would rather sit in this because it's comfortable and it's easy and we know it's going to happen. And although people are treating us bad, it's okay. I, 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 I expect that. So it's easier for me to live that way. I don't know today where your flow has stopped. I don't know what's got you barricaded in that one spot and you've gotten complacent and maybe stagnant in, your, in, the, in an area of your life. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's time to figure out how to get that blockage away. It's how, how do I get this blockage in my life? Whatever this is, is it insecurity? Is it self-doubt? Is it self-sabotage? Is it doubt? Is it the lack of faith or a lack of belief? Is it body image issues? Is it divorce? Is it addiction? Is it homelessness? What has clogged up the flow of your life? And what tools do you need? I can tell you one, the Bible. What, is, what are the tools that you need to break down whatever has stopped the flow in your life? What is it? Do you need therapy? Do you need coaching? You know, of course we all need God. We all need the Bible. But what do you need to break this down? And a lot of people will be like, I need money. No, you need more than money. I need a new car or I need a new home. No, before you get that, you've got to figure out what's been blocking your flow for so long. So I don't know who needs to hear this today, but you know what? I just want to tell you, you were not created by mistake. Where you're at right now is not a mistake. The things that you're going through in your life is not a mistake. In fact, the hardest times brings the strongest soldiers. And guess what? It also brings the best, the best testimonies and the best stories and the best miracles. But you've got to figure out what's blocking your flow. You've got to figure out what is blocking your flow. I encourage you today to stop questioning God's most prized creation and start asking yourself, what is keeping me out of God's flow? What things do I need to deal with today that's keeping me out of the God flow? That's kept me in my own flow. Or maybe you're not even flowing anymore because you've gotten stagnant or complacent. I encourage you today to know that you are a miracle. You are a prized creation. There is nobody else like you. There's nobody else that can... That can Fulfill your purpose or fulfill your calling. Nobody. In fact, you were beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God and he called you blessed.
because he has a job for you to do here on this earth. There's a purpose. There's a purpose in everything that we go through. But I pray today that you will look at the things in your life that has, that has got you out of God's flow for your life. That has got you off course. That has, you know, you drove off in the ditch at some point in time, right? And you have not gotten yourself out. And I pray that you begin to accept the resources and look at the things that you need to look at to get you back into the flow of God. Because what he's ordained for your life is much more beautiful than where you're sitting right now. But you've gotten out of the flow. So I encourage you today to take a look at where your flow stopped. What has barricaded up that flow and begin to address those. Pray to God about those issues. Lay them out in front of him. He does not want you to come to him with this eloquent, big worded prayer. He wants to come, he wants you to come to him as you are and pray. Give him the pain. Give him those insecurities and that the self-sabotaging behaviors and the lack of the self-worth and the body image issues and the homelessness and the addiction and all of the things that have been keeping you out of his flow. Give it to him. Give it to him today. Because life on the other side of that barricade that you've created in your life is beauty. There's breakthrough there. There's healing. There's wholeness. There's new jobs and, and, and new relationships and new communities and all the things that you've been praying for. But you've got to understand and, and begin to look at where you're what, what is all of the things that has barricaded you and caused you to get complacent? But most importantly, I want you to know that God has not forgot about you. He has not stopped listening to you. But here's what I want to tell you. You've got to take the step. You've got to get up from where you are and you've got to take a step. Because he created you in his own image. And I cannot say this enough because you're over here doubting yourself. You're over here doubting the very human being and creation that God created in his image and said, you are blessed. Get up. Get up today and look at these areas of your life. God says, I'm, 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 I'm ready to, to continue to flow through you, but I need you to look at the things that, have, that you have barricaded yourself in. I don't know who needed to hear this today, but I hope that it touches the ears that needs to hear it because God is trying to move in your life, but you're sitting in the same place and you have not got up and you have not taken the steps so that he can take two. You've begun to question every single part of your life. You've got into an, a victim mentality instead of accepting the responsibility and saying, God, this is what I'm responsible for. And I need you to help me with this. 
Because we cannot move forward as long as we're playing the blame game. We cannot move forward until we forgive. We cannot move forward until we accept the reality that this might be God just trying to shake me up and do something bigger and greater and more abundant in my life. So I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I pray that it touches the ears that need to hear it. I pray that God moves in your life today. I pray that you would go to him with the most vulnerable parts of yourself so that he may open up those floodgates for you. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. If you do not mind, please go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow the podcast. Leave a review for me, please, if I add value to your life. Screenshot this. Share it to your social medias. That's how I'm going to get this podcast out there. But I do hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. I do hope that this touches the ears that needs to hear it. And um, I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.